everyone. Welcome to the Grid is for Squares. I'm Vince. I'm Amy. This is a podcast where we smoke a bowl <laughs> and talk about building an off-grid property. Sure is. We're currently in the middle of a, oh, let's say a series of Grid is for Squares unplugged or Grid is for Squares the mini-sodes or something, yeah. doing it a little bit more quick and dirty We're these days. We're too lazy to write a script. We are not too lazy. We are too fucking busy. We are too busy to write a script. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't want to leave it for too long without, you know, having an episode. And part of the to reason... to our two-week yeah. schedule. And part of the reason we're so busy is because we're getting so much done. Yeah, yeah. I've I've still been working this new job of mine, making a podcast for this political nonprofit. Making podcasts is like what you do. I guess really so. It's very it. weird. It's very weird that this is the niche that I found myself in. But yeah. I'm doing it for both work and pleasure now, I guess. Yep. So <laughs> mm-hmm. apparently it's my vocation. And it's keeping us in bread and it's let me really focused on the property yeah. for the past month and a half which i really appreciate because we've been getting a lot done yeah <clears throat> so a lot of this is just going to be vince updating us on what what's been going on on the property and mm-hmm. updating me too because i haven't been there um in general how how's it been going i've i have to admit i did hit a bit of a wall uh we had a a bit of a convo last night where I was like, I miss you. Vince just came back yesterday. And I, the, for the first couple of weeks, it was totally fine. Like I was so busy with my job and there are some parts of just living fully alone that I actually kind of mm-hmm. like, you and know. I was on vacation and like seeing my brother for yeah. the first time in a long time. Yeah. And so I was okay, but I started but, to miss you too. Yeah, this last time, this last two week stretch, was a little harder not just because I got you know a little bored not having like adult human conversation but also I sort of missed having somebody to share milestones with you know like this new podcast for my job that I just we just released our first episode and like 12,000 people or something have already downloaded and listened to it and it's Mm -hmm. like the biggest thing that I've ever done which is weird and I didn't have anybody to share that with, you know? Like, I just had to, like, sit by myself and be like, all right, well, that happened. Okay, yeah. all right, time to make myself a frozen dinner, I guess. There are those big milestones that we don't get to share, and then there's just the day-to-day stuff that you're not going to, you don't get to save that up and then talk about that right. more together. I'm just yeah. going to miss out on right. those weeks of your life. You mentioned, yeah, the frozen dinner thing, too. Like, you love to cook but you just haven't been cooking for yourself lately. Yeah, when I'm so busy and stressed out, but also just when I'm I'm not cooking to share it with somebody else. I, I was surprised because I do genuinely enjoy it, cooking, and I really enjoy eating food, usually. But when it's just me, I've, I've found that I'm not actually very motivated to cook. But yeah, it's, it's nice having you here to, to cook for you. Thank you. It's been really nice to be back and to be cooked for again. I've been doing a lot of the cooking. Yeah, you've been the cookie up north. Yeah, yeah, someone's gotta do it. And it takes you know, a little bit longer than normal cooking. My mom does all the dishes mm-hmm. and that's nice. Uh, but we're starting to settle into a bit of a routine. Mm-hmm. You know, you always do Taco Tuesday, Pizza Friday. <laughs> yeah. uh, just the staples. We make this really wicked cabbage salad now, like broccoli slaw and cabbage salad with some ramen noodles. Uh-huh, Real tasty. <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so we've been eating really well and working really hard. Yeah. I wish I could say like we finished stuff, you know, but you would put in the flooring for the yurt. Yeah, but the yurt isn't finished. Well, you know, sure. the greenhouse isn't finished. Nothing is ever really finished, and you know, I'm spending more time there. But that's still just as true. Yeah. You get like the start of a bunch of really cool things. But a bunch of things that were like seventy percent are now like ninety. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and in the meantime, they're functional. So yes, the greenhouse is functional. Yeah. We've been so I thought that you guys did finish the greenhouse. You finished casting all of the bricks and yeah. setting them all around the edges, and then your mom also like planted them in. With well, it's one one side at a time, and yeah, there are three out of four sides. They set two of the bricks on the front. They're saving the front for oh, last. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. I thought did. I requested that the front happen first because I kept tripping over the loose chicken uh -huh. wire. But then you weren't there. But then I wasn't we knew there. You weren't it didn't be matter. For a long time. All right. And we weren't going to plant things right in front of the greenhouse. Sure, okay. But meanwhile, we had plants getting bigger. Um, I see. Yeah, so the priorities, like, shift on a day-to-day -day basis. Sure. Like, sometimes based on the weather, you can go in with a plan, but, like, nature's going to make other plans mm -hmm. for you. I think they got a little more rain last night. Cool. Yeah, we got some rain here in L.A., mm -hmm. but I don't know if we, it rained up there. We're getting May gray down here. It was another relief after being up north. We've had been really sunny and yeah you know only that's been hotter there than here in los angeles yeah only in the 80s but when you're living in it right. all day every day man it gets hot yeah well and anytime you're in direct sun and it's 85 it's it's toasty yeah so we've been taking full advantage of the miscreant zone <laughs> the miscreant zone we talked about the miscreant zone it's the zone behind the greenhouse where you get to do whatever oh, right. you want <laughs> right and you know no judgment <laughs> The whole place is a no-judgment zone, but particularly <laughs> the miscreant zone. Miscreant zone. Anyway, uh, since it's been really hot and we're not super motivated like to be there and you know, working hard all day, right. every day, since we're on vacation too, uh, we've taken to chilling a little bit in the afternoon hours behind the greenhouse. Mm. It's very shady. Got it. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how the yurt does temperature-wise. Like, we're going into the hot summer. I mean, I'll be curious to see how it does temperature-wise in the winter, too, mm -hmm. how how warm we can keep it in, in the winter overnight for sleeping. But more pressingly, I'm very curious to see, like, the greenhouse heated up to, what was the top, like 145 degrees or something? 144, yeah. During... About as high as the thermometer could record. Maybe it was hotter. Oh, my God. Now, that's a greenhouse, which is, like, designed to do that. Yeah. And we didn't control it very well mm -hmm. and the yurt is insulated and we picked a fairly shady spot right and we have floor vents that we'll mm -hmm. be using so so it'll definitely be better than the greenhouse but i'm curious to see how much better like will it still be uncomfortably hot or will we be able to make it work pretty well yeah i sure hope not i hope we'll be able to make it work right yeah sure hope it's not too hot i guess we'll see yeah uh, i've spent a number of days just at that sight now watching the sun move across mm -hmm. the sky following the shade that's the big limiting factor when you're working on any project up there some sites are just necessarily in a lot of sun and you have to work there and you don't mm -hmm. have a choice the nice thing about the yurt location is the shade moves around the site with right. the tree trunks so i'm optimistic that there will always be somewhere cozy either inside the yurt or in the shade of the yurt sure right Cool. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of the yurt, we 
finally got our bamboo flooring in. Yeah. Yep. Put down some underlayment first, this quiet walk stuff. It's um, like recycled felt, you know, like that gray and recycled material batting. Mm -hmm. And then blue plastic uh, layer on the top, which I guess wicks all the moisture to the side and then like releases it as water. And then it doesn't soak into your bamboo floor, hopefully, which hopefully. expands a lot. I think we've talked about bamboo before. We really like it as a flooring, but it's not the ideal choice for like all weather. Right. It's good for price and that it's cheap. It's good for sustainability and that it grows really easily. Sustainability. What did I say? Well, it sounded like stainability at first, which yeah, I guess if you need oh. to stain it or like process it, work it, it's good for that. It's cheap. It's durable. <laughs> um, but the big but, thing is it expands. Right. It's not very weather resistant. It's very reactive to both heat and humidity, I think. And it is even fairly like mold resistant. Ours has molded, but as as a wood in the greenhouse, right. our mats have molded. Yes. Our yurt floor has not has not molded, molded. and then hoping not. Even compared to regular like pine, hardwood, stuff uh -huh. like that, untreated wood, if you get it wet, it's gonna mold. Uh -huh. Um so bamboo is also really resistant to that. But the big downside of bamboo is it does have a really high like expansion and contraction coefficient, if that's a thing. You know what I mean. Whatever, whatever that's whatever called. That is. It expands and contracts. Right. So they, one trick we did is to put shins mm -hmm. in every single seam. Wherever right, there was a seam, we would yeah. put a, the skinny end of a shim. And then that buys you like anywhere from a 32nd to a 16th of an inch gap. And then when you reach the outside edges of the yurt, we would um, cut them about half an inch short on each end. So between the shim spacing and the half inch on the outside, it should be able to expand and contract comfortably. Word. Yeah, fingers crossed. And it'll be inside the yurt, so it shouldn't be getting direct moisture. Or sun or, or sun. anything. Yeah. Right, but it's still kind of outdoors. And it's going to, seasonally, there are going to be temperature variations, right. if nothing else. And humidity gonna, variations. Yeah, it's going to expand and contract with the heat, right. if nothing else. But yeah, there will also be ambient humidity, I'm sure. But it was the flooring we could afford. Yep. So it's, was right. it's what we got, and we yep. will cross our fingers and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Everything we're doing is like an experiment anyway, yeah. you know, we'll learn and if we can afford a better option in the future, then we'll get that. Or yeah. if we find that bamboo actually works great, then we'll just do that again. One nice thing is we didn't glue it down. It's right. all just a floating installation. Which yeah, we'll it's see tongue how and that groove, goes. right? Yep, tongue and groove. And with the spacing, you can definitely make them slide around. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really going to come down to just us putting things on the floor and using it. You know, we're going to be putting some rugs down. Mm -hmm. And I think with the combination of things we put on the floor, it won't have much choice to slide around if you try to like, what is that Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Like yep. you try to skid across the floor on your knees oh, yeah. or whatever, you probably are gonna shift the floorboards <laughs> out of place, but we'll see what happens. So we also got the drip edge put around, yes. uh, which was some 3 8 inch plywood um, cut into strips and then screwed into the edge of the OSB frame. How do you get it to bend without snapping <laughs> funny you ask you don't uh, um i don't know if i would recommend 
three eighth inch plywood unless it's like a multi like more than three ply uh, because they did want to snap so one way you can avoid that is to soak them first mm -hmm. get them wet and let that water soak in a little bit in our case anytime it cracked it was usually just through one or two layers and we put an extra screw in on either side where it had um, because really once the yurt is on and it's had time to absorb moisture it's gonna just kind of create this sandwich Cool. So a few of them did snap and we actually just cut new ones, discarded uh -huh. the, the snapped ones. But a few of them like cracked and didn't snap and mm -hmm. they ended up even conforming to that nice rounded shape we That's wanted. That's good. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, if you used a thicker plywood, it, you couldn't bend it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we got the drip edge on. We're ready to pick it up. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready for yurt. We have the platform. We have the flooring. We have the drip edge. We are ready to install the I thing. I think it's mostly fabricated, and we've set a date for pickup. Yep. Yeah, just a couple weeks from now. Yeah, that's the next big thing. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. And in the meantime, we're, you know, expanding in other areas now that my mom and brother and I live there most of the time. Right. Um, we really have to prioritize certain amenities. Um, talk a little more about the shower. One of the biggest improvements we made right before I came down was building a new humanure station. Right. The one we built before was cool and everything, but it was kind of undersized. Um, and it's almost well, yeah. Full. When three people are living there full time, you produce yeah. a lot more humanure than when two of us were there for a weekend once a month. Yeah, yeah. So like that first one definitely did its job. It's great proof of concept. We talk about that a lot the concept of proof of concept <laughs> proof of proof of concept concept concept, concept. <laughs> uh, that really the way to do it is with pallets found a really cheap place right. to buy pallets they're two bucks a piece in Mariposa I know some places you can find them free but there's this um, animal feed store mm -hmm. whatever um, and they always have pallets that's what all the like horse food comes in <laughs> on or whatever so but 16 pallets and built three now four by four by four chambers uh, that are going to hopefully take a lot longer to fill up. Uh, the guy who invented this wrote the book on it. I think we've talked about yeah, him before. Yeah. I still don't remember his name. Um, Reginald C. Poop. The Poop Smith. Yeah. He, I mean, he says that his family of four will fill this in like a year and a half. And so that's the like turnover time you want to leave it for mm. anyway. So I'm optimistic that we can not have to deal with this again for another like two years. <laughs> cool. Well, and at a certain point, we'll be able to start emptying. Right. And using as manure. Compost. Instead of, yeah, as compost yeah. yeah. You won't probably do it on food, but he no. does. Uh, after two years, it's pretty much. But there's safe. plenty that we're growing that isn't food. Yeah. Yeah. So mean to say we won't have to unload it for hopefully 18 months to two years cool that projects pretty well so how many how many pallets did you use what is the dimensions of this thing total it's 12 feet wide and each pallet is like 48 by 40 inches okay. so a few of them we like rotated the base layer is kind of rotated one way and then some of the verticals are like rotated in a different axis to make those 40s and 48s you know line okay, up sure so it's kind of stacked but it ends up being 16 pieces that you need to make three boxes so each box just imagine like a pallet in all three dimensions a cube um, a cubic pallet right. times three <laughs> okay cool yep and That's sizable 
It is big, yeah. And I mean, one consequence here is because of the design, because of the shape and how you fill it, you're going to have a lot more wasted space like that you just fill with brush. And that's an equally important component to keep the smell down and to help it decay or help it biodegrade or whatever it needs to do to compost. <laughs> uh, you need that roughage. And so the other dovetailing function here, this time of year, we need to be doing lots of brush clearing anyway. Right. Yes. Um, we had beautiful flower season all through April and May. Now it's already Amy didn't mostly see it. done. Mostly golden. There are a few calendula still hanging out, them yellow asters, mm. uh, asteraceae. But there, there's a lot of grass, a lot of brush, yeah. a lot of hay and stuff, a lot of really flammable stuff that is exactly what you need to fill your yeah. human work. Yeah, so firescaping station. and human manuring, uh, yeah. kind of. We're stacking functions. <laughs> you also gather firewood at the same yeah, time. You're yeah. not like having fires in the summer, but you can still make your big stack of firewood <laughs> or your sacrificial pyre for yeah. when the fires close. Yeah. Wildfires, come over here. Look, I got a whole pyre built for you. Yeah, I still need to look into exactly how that works, but I know it's a thing. Like they build... Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's better having it all in one place than having it spread out. If you know a wildfire is coming and you can control one huge bonfire at a time, yeah. maybe you start your piles on fire like as the right. fire is approaching and hope that you burn out enough of that, right, that right. barrier. But yeah, I don't Dicey. know if I would be confident enough to do that as a fire is approaching. Right. It's probably pretty ideal conditions. Yeah, I feel like that's the kind of fire, fire setting that you need to leave to the professionals. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what anyway, were we talking about? Um, humanure, humanure um, check mark. Um, yurt floor check mark. Uh, what else did you get up to? Oh, that shower has become mm. really important. I think last time I mentioned that we just had it had it done. The, yeah. the proto version is just one valve to turn it on and off and one line connected to the cooler, regular old 13 gallon cooler, way up the hill so that there's a little pressure built up in the tube. And the hope was that the sun would kind of heat up the water in the black tubing and make it hot. That didn't really work. Uh-huh. Uh, but then we finally brought the water heater online and incorporated the circulating pump to send water through the tubing. So during the day, sections of the tubing will definitely get hot to a point where you're in the shower, it's really hot and then it's really cold <laughs> and then it's really hot. But we have that cheapo circulating pump that we used for the radiant heating in the greenhouse yes. floor. Mm -hmm. So it's that same pump just going through a different circuit. It circulates back through the cold water line, back to the water heater. And so when it's really hot outside, it kind of works the same way our in-floor heating does, but in reverse, it's taking the hot, the heat of the sun through the black tubing is heating up the water, and then that's circulating through the water heater, so you end up with just a really consistent temperature for the like 30 gallons that's in the water heater. Cool. I probably won't use the shower the next time I'm up there because it'll only be for a weekend because I can only take a weekend off of uh, work at a time. I still don't like to use it. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so comfortable now. Everything's like ironed out, but I still just don't like showering. <laughs> Dirty Especially hippies. outside, it's breezy too. The uh, breeze is uh -huh. the worst part. You got to be in full gotta sun. Got to make an enclosure of some kind. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say nothing ever finishes. Right. We had a functional but cold shower first. 
and now we have a dog making many mouth noises licking his chops lick them chops dickens <laughs> all right well cool i look forward to using it the next time i'm up there maybe or cool. at least playing with it i hope so yeah, yeah i'll at least test it out and put my hand in there uh -huh. for fun all right cool just to, to see how it works to confirm that it does indeed work yeah yeah so was there anything else that you that you worked on any other big projects well not me per se my mom got a lot of planting done with the greenhouse bricks set now um, she planted a lot of nasturtiums and some malabar spinach mm -hmm. they're both gonna do really well in the summer heat Maury's building a shed right he had some blocks down and stuff and yep. timbers he already. set the four pier blocks for the corner uh -huh. he's building the platform first uh making a lot of headway on that while i'm down here he and my mom are working on that it's hopefully going to replace my mom's storage unit down in merced mm -hmm. within a month or two if they yeah can get it, yeah if they can get it up to such a state even if it's just four walls all right well that's cool get rid of the storage unit soon between the yurt and the shed, the shed. that Morris yep. building that's good mm-hmm we got showers figured out. We got bathroom figured out. We're ticking off them amenities. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We're talking about getting a potable water tank instead yes. of a well in the meantime um, because the tanks are cheap enough and really the cost is the delivery driver and the gas mm -hmm. uh, to get that much water delivered. Yeah, how much how much is it about? You can get I think it's like two hundred dollars for three thousand gallons. So this place delivers all over like Mariposa and a couple of the adjacent counties. Um and they just three thousand gallons is about as much as the truck can safely hold. Uh -huh. So so it pays to get a three thousand gallon tank to match their delivery capacity. Right. Cool. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not that much money, that's doable. Yeah, that's doable. And tanks are generally a dollar per gallon, so a three thousand gallon tank would be three thousand oh, ah, dollars. That's the initial the investment. Right. Yeah. Got the it. initial investment of the tank, but this Got is a potable it. water tank. This right. is pretty clutch for your right. survival. Yeah. Um and three thousand gallons is a lot of water. Sure. Well, still semi doable. Mm-hmm. Probably not gonna happen this year, but if we wanna continue to like grow plants and if we want to eventually you know we run to town and buy probably 10 gallons of potable water per day mm -hmm. and it's a lot more sustainable than driving it up from glendale right um but we could do better yeah even if that means once or even twice a year having a giant truck deliver water to the property right. that is probably better than the cumulative you know trips in our right. car every day up and down the hill totally and we're getting groceries and stuff anyway but hopefully not every day no but it averages out is what i'm saying when sure. we fill up water we'll get maybe 30 gallons at a time right. and then three days later get another 30 right. gallons between potable and now we've been filling up at this uh like crystal you know those yeah. outdoor water jug filling right. places so for our planting water since we don't have basin water anymore we've just been paying for that word well is there much more that that we have to talk about anything else worth oh, reporting no. this time we got water figured out we got power figured out we got shower figured out 
gotten sick of your mom and your brother yet? Uh, well, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> um, you know, strikes and gutters, highs and lows. Uh -huh. It's dynamic. It's different. It's new. Um, I still say it's the salad days, though. We're living outside. We're living our dreams. Yeah. I wish we could be together more. Yeah. I wish Dickens could be up there. But I'm I'm really living my truth, and I think we all recognize that we're pretty lucky to be there together as a family. Yeah. Even as, you know, you spend more than two weeks with someone. It's not a vacation anymore. You're just, like, living together, <laughs> right. right? So it is, it is a little weird, like, having a family dynamic, living with the family again. But it's hard to see it as anything. But we're living the dream right. on, our, on our own land. That's really cool. Cool. Thanks for helping make that dream come true. Yeah, I mean, I'm professionally producing podcasts, so, like, I guess I'm living mine, too. A very recent it's dream. Very this stressful. This is not something that, you know, six-year-old Amy would have sure. said, I want to be a professional podcaster. <laughs> I might have if, I, if that was a thing. You wanted to be a vlogger at six, <laughs> right? I wanted to be a TikTok sensation. Oh, okay. <laughs> at age six. Yeah. <laughs> but... Hopefully, over Memorial Day weekend, I will go up and we will construct the yurt and I'll get to see everything that they've been doing. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, but I'm, I'm very much hoping that, that I can make that happen. You need a break and they said you can take one. I'm yeah. I'm really excited for you. And you always talk about incremental progress. The more time I spend there, you know, the more I just like relax and don't spend every minute of every day working, I feel guilty. I don't see the incremental progress. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited for you to be there and see what we've done. Yeah. Because since the last time you were there, I realize it's been a lot of changes. Hopefully yeah. mostly good. Hmm. Probably some bad. Well, um, I mean, not bad. Maybe unexpected. Unexpected. On my part, but... Um, yeah, Maury's been making a lot of trails. Uh-huh. There are a lot of tangible and intangible improvements. Yeah. Very lived in. Hmm. I bet. Well, because you've been living there. It's getting settled. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the next report then will be Hopefully from we'll... that, I hope. Maybe we can do one from the yurt while you're up there. That'd be pretty sick. That'd huh? be rad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. From the brand new yurt. Yeah. But the acoustics are going to be sick in there <laughs> without any furniture. Yeah, it might be a little bit too empty and, and um, echoey without any furniture in there. But okay. we'll see. We get some tapestries. Gotta get some tapestries. Oh, yeah. Mad tapestries, Mad yo. Taps. <laughs> taps for days. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. As uh, always. Be yeah, safe. Thank you. Stay safe. Love each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.